The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Versecast, the Star Citizen podcast. My name is John Abraham. I'm Jimmy Croker. My name is Gleep, and we are those guys with ships. This is episode 27.0 of our podcast. Today is April 27th, 2945 Standard Earth Time, and we want to thank Ronald Jenkins for letting us to Letting us to continue. How's that? Uh, His songs in our intro and outro. Synergetics is still the song we're using. We're about uh, about due to rotate that one, but uh, we're still using that one for now. And it is still off of his album Alphanumeric, and it's still a great album, and it's still a a bargain at any price. So do check it out at www.ronaldjenkies.com. So how you guys been? I've been great. John, how about you? I've been pretty good. Cannot cool. complain. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's spring here where I am. How about you guys? Yeah, it's well, it's L.A., so it's just hot. <laughs> it's just L.A. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it makes its own soup in the summer. It it does, it does. Um, and uh, and John, where you are, there's no more snow left. No, it's pretty springy here, and I can feel it in my head and nose <laughs> and eyes. Oh. Bro, I am surfing that wave with you. Oh man, it's so awful. bad. It you know, awful. my my allergies like before probably a year ago, like I didn't have allergies, but like they they just started kicking in and this year definitely the worst they've ever been. Like my eyes just burn every morning and it's just so irritating. Ugh. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. Well, I I'll, I'll give you two magic words. Neti pot. <laughs> Oh, man. All I can think of is that episode of The Office where Dwight gets a teapot for Christmas, Mm -hmm. for their Christmas party, um, and he wants to use it for for a neti pot thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I tell you, it it makes, for at least the the congestion part of it, it it certainly helps the old Gleepster out quite a bit. And you can get it in a convenient squeezy bottle form, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had some hot wings tonight, so that actually helped. Well, there you go. That that works, too. It's always a good sinus flush. There yeah. you go. There you go. All right. Well, guys, we're doing a format change. Danger, danger. Oh, change is hard. I'm yeah. scared. Yeah. You, you should f- find a cargo container to hide in. We can do that now. John, hold me. <laughs> so we are going to give it a try. We're going to uh, we're going to go to two segments per week. Um, they're both going to be recorded on Monday nights. So there had been some conversation in the uh, in the forums about possibly us just recording twenty four seven and you know stopping every once in a while to post it. Um, but that ain't going <laughs> to yeah, happen. No, yeah, I got an electric bill. Um, 
so we're going to uh, continue recording on Monday nights. The first half, which is going to be our um, kind of our star citizen, kind of what's going on with the game segment, that's going to get released Monday night as usual. And then the second segment of the show, uh, which is going to be more community focused, that's going to get released uh, late Wednesday night. So um, for most of the rest of the world that's not living on the west coast of uh, these United States, that's going to mean Tuesday and Thursday mornings. There will be uh, verse cast and those guys with ships uh, sitting in your um, podcast receptacle of choice. So we're going to give that a try, see how it works out. Um, and uh, relative to the first part of the, um, or the first segment of the show, I wanted to to just take a, a brief moment to kind of reiterate that you know what we're what our idea is of for what sometimes gets referred to as the news uh, segment of our show. It's not intended to be comprehensive. Um, you know, given the, the scope <laughs> the scope of all things. Uh, I love Star that John Citizen. starts laughing. <laughs> Sorry, Glee. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite right. You're not supposed to understand it. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Not comprehensible. Comprehensive. <laughs> I'm hoping that the words make sense. They're just they. It isn't all the words. So there's just there's too much. You know, even official stuff on on RSI's websites. There's just too much to to go through. So really, you know, the focus of it is, or at least what I bring to the show, is the stuff that. Um, that struck struck me as, as being interesting in the last week and relevant to our community is the most important thing. So um, it's it is subjective and uh, but uh, that's that's kind of how how we do it. You know, we're talking about we're talking about our organization and about um, you know how excited we are for the game and the stuff that we're expecting upcoming in the future. And so you know that's you got to filter all of the input somehow, and that's the way the old Gleepster does it. Yeah, so. and I think. Oh, go ahead, Sorry, John. No, go, go ahead, John. I think if none of us had jobs we would sit here and record like five hours of a podcast every week easily and cover everything <laughs> oh yeah totally oh, but yeah. we we all have jobs and lives so <laughs> we have to do them yeah well and yeah. i think i think the other thing too is um you know none of us are, are journalists and I, I don't think the show's ever been formatted as a news show i think it's really more of three guys talking like th that three guys that would be talking in a bar um, you know, just like Gleep had said that, you know, it's, it's stuff that's really more pertinent to our organization and stuff that we do want people to know. But at the end of the day, it's really just more of us having a conversation about some of the things that caught our eye in the course of the, of the week. And yeah, there's so much, it's impossible to cover it all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the stuff that makes us go, dude, did you see? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. That's some, and you know, there are so many other great places to get content, you know, to sort of flesh out uh, the big picture, um, you know, including um, our own uh, Hardpoint and Fable Junkyard. They released the um, a new format podcast on their Star Citizen Archives channel um, in which they, and this is a great idea, I think, they are taking 10 questions from the 10 for the chairman thread, which didn't get picked up. So they're looking for 10 other interesting questions that are interesting to them uh, that didn't get picked up by the guys at CIG to feed to Chris Roberts for uh, for an answer, and then you know just talking about it. And I mean, I really really um, enjoyed it. I listened to it yesterday morning, and um, highly encourage folks to go uh, check it out. Subscribe to their channel on uh, iTunes. It is Star Citizen Archives, 
And, um, you know, uh, tell them what you think. They're soliciting feedback, and um, uh, I hope uh, folks will encourage them to do more of it because I thought it was uh, very entertaining. Yeah, I listened to it too, and the idea is awesome. You know, I like to hear uh, what other people have ideas for the game. Um, and, you know, it's like all those questions are, are really interesting. Um, and just hearing them talk talk it over and speculate about if it's going to make it into the game. And it's it's just a good show. So, yeah, I, re- I recommend uh, people check it out. Mm-hmm. I uh, give- I just yep. added it to my uh, to my queue, and I'm really excited to check it out. I actually uh, added it last night. Just haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I'm really looking forward to it because yeah, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah. Well, and if you're on the fence at all about it, I'll give you two words that'll push you over. Chris Roberts. Well, I guess that's actually two words there. Three words: Chris <laughs> Roberts and Carbonite. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So. Go, go, uh, go! Fear your, fill your ear holes with something cool. What was that episode of Star Trek? That wasn't it. The carbon, carbamite maneuver. Ooh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Uh, carbonite maneuver. Yeah. What? What was that? Oh God, I barely remember. I can't remember what that was. Oh. Hmm. No, I, I it don't know. It was a good one. It was good. <laughs> that was back before you used it to back up your computer. Oh yeah! See what I did there? I am using that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, you know, why are we doing this, guys? You know, because it's a probably eighteen months until the PT or the PU launches, and we gotta <laughs> we're gonna mix it up. Uh, we gotta get there somehow. No, no, seriously. We, you know, we do want to try stuff that's different. Um, you know, but not too different because what we've been doing has worked really, really well. So, um, but uh, a uh, a thing that we're looking forward to in this format change is uh, some increased flexibility. Um, we want to be able to focus episodes or segments of our episodes upon specific topics. Um, for example, uh, Thursday evenings we have Aces Flight Academy, and um, we believe that that's uh, an extremely important um, service that we provide to our community uh, because Star Citizen is going to be a skill-based game and we're going to need skills to survive and thrive um, in this universe that they're building for us. And ACE is a great resource for um, uh, gaining some of, of uh, you know, that knowledge of, of how, to, how to fly a ship, how to defend yourself, how to, um, how to, you know, avoid trouble if you want or find trouble if you're looking for it. So... Um, so this week um, in the second segment, which uh, folks will hear uh, Thursday morning uh, in most of uh, the rest of the uh, uh, known planet, um, we're going to be highlighting Ace and what he's bringing to the org. So we're going to have him on the show and uh, he's going to talk about what he's doing and um, a little bit about himself and, uh, you know, about the cool stuff that our community does. So um, we're, we're very excited about this. Yeah, I think it's really cool um, to, to break the show up into two segments like that um, and, and really be able to dedicate a little bit more to community in general in the second half. Um, is, is, it's, it's really cool, and I think it's, it speaks to what we're all about, and I think it's, it's going to be a really positive change. Yeah, I think so. Okay, after a quick Google search, the Carbamite, it's Carbamite with ah, an M. Okay. Mm. Carbamite Maneuver is an episode with that dude that has, like, the weird alien head. And Which one? 
He's like I, really I, weird looking. I have like, a weird alien head. Oh right, right, right. They, yeah, and then he turns. It turns out that he's a little. Uh, he's like a little he's kid, the kid right. with the with the drink. And he's like, "This is Tranya. Right. I hope you relish oh, it uh, as much as Ron, I." Uh, he's, that's Ron Howard's brother, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yep. Wow. Yeah, Fair. that's a good one. Cool. That's that's back when you know for for twenty bucks you could get yourself a pizza and build an entire set out of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how some of those sets look like sometimes when they go down to a planet, like the walls will just be like paper that they spray painted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very uh, Ed Wood esque the production value at times. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I miss that show. I miss Leonard now. Oh, sad. All right. Okay, and, you know, since last time we recorded, uh, we also um, got around, or and by we I mean me, got around to updating our history, charter, and manifesto um, tabs on the RSI, Those Guys With Ships webpage. Um, and we also, I added that stuff in the forums too. There's a post, uh, history, charter, manifesto, and money policy, please read. And if you haven't read it yet, um, please do that, and because um, uh, we're going to discuss it in the next segment of the show, but um, it's it's got some responses, some, some thoughts where we're coming from, and responses to uh, stuff uh, that has been happening that uh, we should have probably discussed before now. I mean, it's all good stuff, but you know, it's just mm-hmm. you you don't want ambiguity, and so um, uh, we uh, wanted to put some information out there. And uh, we're going to be discussing it in more depth as part of the community segment. So uh, if you haven't uh, seen it on the forums and, and you plan on listening on, on Thursday, please do go check it out. And then uh, when you listen to our conversation on Thursday, maybe it'll make some sense. I think you got the most likes anyone has ever gotten for any post on the forums. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, maybe I should run for president. Gleep <laughs> for president 2016. That was a Gleep Party. <laughs> God, I'm pro Muppet and I vote. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, so let us talk about CIG. And we had a concept sale. We've got a concept sale. It's going on. Tons of stuff this week. Oh, man. So um, we got the whole series concept sale. And uh, I just want to. Uh, lead off the uh, the conversation about that by saying on the first day of the sale, five hundred and forty thousand seven hundred and fifty one dollars. Dang! Wow, man, unbelievable, unbelievable. I mean, because and it's you know it's not you know I, at first I was going to say and it's not a sexy ship, but they made it uh, or sexy ships. They made it sexy ships. They're so cool. I. I like, <sighs> Yeah, just, the sea is the only one that shows them like collapsed. Mm-hmm. But it just it looks so cool when it's collapsed. Like it's it's crazy that they could make a space truck look awesome. Yeah. So so out of left field with the design concept. I was not expecting that at all. I was expecting just like a box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah, I you know, and when I first saw it, I said, "Oh, wait, a, that's just that's just an Orion that they smashed the nose on it, you know, because it's got the the same sort of. And I wonder if, if those things spin. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I saw the boxes and I was like, oh, that's really similar to the Orion, but I don't think they spin. 
And actually, if you look at the Orion next to it, the boxes are um, pretty different. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are different manufacturers. So, well, but but are those boxes um, on the Orion? Are those? Will you just sort of pop those off and stick them onto a hull to haul the ore away? It's hard to say. I mean, that would be really cool. Um, the thing is, the fact that the Orion ones spin make me feel like it is like something different. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's part of... Because we don't even know if those boxes on the Orion are for like transporting stuff. That might be part of the refinery process or something. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I would imagine, though, that they're going to have to standardize the cargo across all ships. It just seems yeah. like that's the most... You have to do that. Logically, you have to do that. Well, that's true, but they also... Um, the boxes are... Uh, what do you call it? Somehow it holds things in place. Right. Stasis. Right. That, yeah, stasis. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe the boxes are just like really big and you put stuff inside them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what the, the inside of the boxes on the Orion look like. Although they, they had, um, and we'll talk about this more when we get to the cargo interaction uh, design document, but they talk about that there are two types of containers in general. There are... Right boxes and then there are tanks um and that the tanks are the are the on the are the thing that you would put ore in ore or liquids or gases mm-hmm. um but that um so but how how tanks relate to um the cargo containers is still unclear but um the first time i looked at when i it hit because i was uh i was sitting in front of my computer go figure at 11 o'clock on friday night and it hit and i looked at it and my and my first was like Oh, but then I woke up and I looked at it the next morning and I'm like, yeah. And then by like the end of the weekend, I'm like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I was, um, I was binging on daredevil, uh, when it dropped. And so I immediately tweeted about it and then went back and started reading through it. And I was, I mean, honestly, I was immediately impressed. It's not my bag. Um, it's, it's not what I want to do in the verse, but it's a, a, really just creative way to make a cargo hauler and i can't wait to see one of those guys with ships have first cast or those guys with ships um written across the side on those uh on those flat panels aren't those the coolest yeah i can't wait to see all the advertising that people are gonna i wonder if you're gonna be able to buy and sell advertising on those on the on the large haulers i wonder if you'd like be able to stream our show on them we would have to get a, a visual component, but you know that's so you know, blade, that's so Blade Runner. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, our show is audio, though. Yeah, well, that's I, kind of, it's kind of a different medium. <laughs> yeah, we, we, that means we'd have to start doing a, a video podcast. Closed captioning. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's like all I'm thinking about is possibility. You just got you shutting me down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when when it dropped. Um, I, a bunch of us were actually in Mumble playing some Planet Side 2. And uh, it was funny. I think somebody said that it was live and instantly, I think I think it was, um, it might have been Fabled Junkyard, like instantly alt-tabbed, but it, it was a false alarm. It wasn't actually up. Um, but then later... It was, and then we all just quit playing Planet Side to to read it, and 
uh, Vendas was kind of upset because he was he was still in Planet Side <laughs> waiting for us to come back. It dropped. It dropped really late at night. It was close to midnight, right? If I remember correctly. It wa- yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Well, uh, let me read the whole series promise because I think that it's a pretty cool single, or it's just a couple short paragraphs. But what they say is that, in short, the Misk Hull series of ships is how cargo gets from place to place. An interconnected system of ships designed around the same principles and intended to share the same equipment and maintenance processes. Misk has created the hull A through E to provide countless options for every type of merchant. From the single-person hull A to the supermassive hull E bulk freighter, there's a hull for every job. Each ship includes a manned cab, a drive unit, and a telescoping cargo spindle. When laden, the spindle expands to accept cargo pallets. While unloaded, the spindle unfurls for faster, more maneuverable travel. And I don't know, um, I know Jimmy has seen it, but uh, John, I don't know if you've seen it yet. There is a, a video from Gray, Gray-Headed or Gray... Bearded yeah, I think that's it. gamer. Great, great I tweet. Or... I, I tweeted it out on my personal account and then also on the uh, Versecast uh, Twitter account. Uh, but he, I don't know how he got these assets in CryEngine so quickly. But um, he does a um, sort of a tour of the um, of the the ships from A through E, and um, the size of the E is just mind boggling. Enormous. Oh, it's just. I mean. You can't really get a good sense of it in that video either. Well, just the the guys, you know, the 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 human characters placed on top, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But but um it's yeah. So um anyway, just real quickly, uh the A is uh, and these are all coming with LTI. The A is is 60 bucks, the B is 90 bucks, the C is 200 bucks. The D is 350. The E, the big one, is 550 bucks. And then the Hullapalooza pack with LTI, that's all of them, 1250 bucks. Your own personal so, fleet of transportation, of, uh, of cargo transportation. Oh, dudes, you're going to have to talk me down because I'm really, I'm, think, I'm thinking about melting every single thing I have to get the Hullapalooza pack. What? Wow, you're a crazy person. Uh, Are you serious? Everything except the Avenger. I, I, I'll never melt the now, Avenger. Now, why, but why is that? you've never expressed... Yeah. yeah. you've never expressed an interest in hauling. I used to, you know, a, a long time ago, I used to drive a truck for a living. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I am a, uh, a veteran of the pallet jack. Interesting. Yeah. Huh? Well, I will, I will happily guard your six. We see that's the kind of thing is you know it's like I I'm, I look at this thing and I see, um, uh, just like a, a an amazing opportunity to get attacked by pirates. <laughs> yeah, and I know, um, and we'll talk about this in um, in the uh, community episode. But I know that there's a lot of discussion back and forth about um, can you mod the ship out to be um, more like a gunboat. And personally, I don't think so. Um, I think that, the, and they say it pretty explicitly, that it's a dedicated hauler. Um, you could put more weapons on it, but I don't think it's going to have too strong a shield. I don't think it's going to be very maneuverable, and I don't think it's going to be very fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true, but doesn't it, at the bottom, it say, uh, yeah, modularity, options upon options. And then you can uh, basically put whatever you want in the spindle thing to mm-hmm. to deck it out like 
whatever you want. I would assume that you'd be able to just put. Yeah, and I think they actually say you could put like turrets on there. No, they do. Re- they do reference that. Yeah, that um, on the. I think they said on the outer spindles that you can put turrets on there. Yeah, so it might. You know, maybe you could throw a bunch of um, shields on there and some turrets and turn it into maybe a pretty cool gunship. You know, or at least be able to defend yourself a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, you know, I mean, just think about it. You could make all of those like in, you could, it could be like the universe's biggest holiday in Express. Yeah. <laughs> you could rent out rooms. Nice. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking just like enormous space brothel. I wonder. I wonder how. Uh, no, uh, well, that's a really good idea, actually. Um, oh, no, I just envisioned that three-breasted woman from uh, Total, Total Recall. Recall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh God. Well, the the question would be though is how would you access them? I would imagine you can walk through the uh, the center of the spindle, the the part mm-hmm. that uh, opens and closes. It seems like it's wide enough for a crew to walk through it. Uh, and other, otherwise, how are you going to get from one end of the ship to the other? Maybe on the big ones, but I, I don't know. I didn't, they didn't really say anything about that, and I guess I just assumed that there would be no way to actually access it in space. Well, you would need a shuttle of some sort, I'm guessing. You know, you could probably, I mean, because assuming you're going to have some sort of um, escort, and, and we don't know that, you know, because they've talked before about, like, you know, spacesuits that allow you to EVA. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, well, even um, even if you look at the A, um, the the center uh, part of the spindle still looks wide enough to be able to walk through. Mm-hmm. I mean, just barely. Don't get me wrong. I can. I would imagine it's not going to. If if that's even an option, I would imagine it's not going to be much more in a corridor. But uh, the question is, like, I actually think that that's a brilliant idea to turn it into a mobile brothel. But how do you access those <laughs> modules once they're on the spindle? Um, they would have to have some sort of door on them, I'm guessing. <laughs> You'd have to EVA into each one of them? Well, I mean, but, you know, there are pictures on the concept art page of the uh, of the thing uh, being in atmosphere, you right. know, of floating in atmosphere. So right. once you're floating in atmosphere, then, you know, it's, you know, welcome to Flost in Paradise. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it's so, um, I mean, it, it's a very creative way to make a hauler sexy. There's no question about it. Oh, man, man, it's yeah. So I don't know. I'm torn. I'm torn. I mean, can, I mean, like the whole all all five with with uh, LTI. I mean, because you know you you don't want. I'm guessing you don't want to be paying the insurance on the hull E on a month to month basis. You know. Yeah, that's gonna. I would imagine that's gonna be pretty expensive. Yeah, but it's. So are you, right now, you're just trying to decide if you want the whole Apalooza pack. And if you, if you, if that wasn't an option, is there one that you're particularly drawn towards and you're, you'll probably get even if you don't get the whole, the, the pack? Probably not. It's either going to be I'm all in or I throw some cold water on my face and get uh, a lick of sense. <laughs> okay. Do you... I mean, I was going to say, do you, would you be able to get the Hollapalooza pack if you melted everything? If I melted everything, I could, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, what about, what about um, 
What about melting one of your bigger ships and just getting like uh, the hull, uh, the hull D or the hull E? Because that's going to be incredibly valuable um, in the organization. There's no question. Well, that's what about I'm that. thinking. That's what I'm thinking. How, we have like 95 Orions yeah. now. So rather you know? rather than getting the whole Hullapalooza pack, just melt your biggest ship and just get like the the D uh, or the E. That should be more than enough to at least cover. I would I would guess that would cover at least one mining run. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you, you see, you're making sense. I'm trying to I, talk I just, you off the ledge, man. I'm trying to talk I you off the ledge. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enough about me. Um, uh, uh, there was, a, you know, there. An interesting question is, you know, these things look really, really cool, but how the heck do you land them? And I think yep. Jimmy, you were you were talking about that earlier. Yeah, they mentioned um, they, it, somewhere in, in that post, they mentioned that um, the hull A and the hull B uh, may be, you'll be able to land that while it's fully laden. Uh, the hull C, D, and E uh, typically deposit their cargo in uh, automated uh, orbital yards before landing or docking, which I thought was really cool. Um, so basically, you're going to be stopping at a, at a way station in space to unload. Uh, and then they said um, they're also equipped. This was kind of blew my mind. They're also equipped uh, for water landings uh, favored in low gravity worlds. So wait, we're going to be able to land in water? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, That's well, you know, I mean, cool. Space, space. Well, you know, in the was it the mining document that we were talking about where they were, or maybe it might have been one of the Galactic Guide posts. Yeah, we yeah, talking. with the water planet. There was a water planet yep. with mining underwater, and uh, I think we were speculating on whether or not uh, John's Orion is waterproof, you know, and sort of realized pretty quickly that, well, it's space-proof, so... Yeah, so you'd think. Yeah, so duh. Um, but, yeah, I don't... Gosh, they're... They're, they're really just blowing our minds with all these little tidbits of, of maybes, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I might have to start my own trucking company. I like it. I think it's great. Although I'm going to say, as your friend and co-podcaster, yes, perhaps maybe get one to two, and not melt everything you have for this package. And I say this only because if history repeats itself, <laughs> something else may come out, and know, then what but, are you going to do? Then I just melt half of my holes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's this is my entertainment at this point is uh-huh. um, is uh, is keeping a burner on low. <laughs> Your poor ships, poor uh, my poor, poor ships. ships. I, I've I've stopped naming them. <laughs> you just I think they're all named next. You yeah. ran out of names. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see the note at the bottom of this that said that uh, the whole series measures carrying capacity in standard cargo units units. Uh, value previously released ships can be determined by dividing the total capacity by four. Hmm. Okay. So, so current ship stats um, for their carrying capacity can be defi- divided by four to equal what the holes are measured in. So, if your Constellation Taurus carried 1,900... Uh, cargo units before right it only carries what um whatever a quarter of 1900 is oh wow really <laughs> yeah so like f- 450 or mm-hmm. 500 f- 475 i don't know interesting right right about there yeah 
So that's that's kind of big. I mean, that kind of makes the Taurus sound not that compelling. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think the the pluses on things like the freelancer and the constellation are they're tough, they're maneuverable. Um, they're, uh, I think they're more for specialized cargo. I, I'm just guessing. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're not, um, they're not, uh, they're not semis, uh, like, uh, like the hull series is. Um, but they are still cargo haulers. They're just, you know, it's just on a smaller scale. Um, yeah. you know, like I, I it's going to be interesting to see how they balance those against, uh, the hull series, but, uh, I think at the end of the day, they're still going to have their value. Um, and like I said, that's another reason why I think the whole series is just a giant flying target. Because you've got to be able to give ships like the Constellation and the Freelancer, and, and even to some extent the uh, the Cutlass, um, some value in hauling. And I think that they had even referenced at one point a while ago, they had said something to the effect of like the Freelancer, for example, uh, would it, it would be um, better at traveling under radar, better at masking its signature um, than, say, a larger uh, hauler. I think, I think that that had come up in, in, uh, in a forum somewhere at some point, and I think CIG had said specifically, like, the freelancer was more, uh, more of a stealth hauler. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you see, that's, that's why I need all of them. It's because they are <laughs> such targets that, you know, that way, while I'm waiting for them with my LTI to be remanufactured, I'll still have ships to play with. <laughs> so you just you just plan just on, waiting on going you. out there and like getting exploded. Like like it's the game is just try to see how far you can get without yep. getting blown up. Dude, I am gonna perpetrate such insurance fraud. I'm gonna go out there and, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna have phantom cargoes that they're never gonna be able to prove really existed and then I'm gonna get blowed up and then I'm gonna collect on the insurance. Ah Oh, could man. you could you ima- imagine the the loss of profit on a, a fully laden hull E getting <clears throat> getting hijacked? Yeah. yeah. So okay, okay. Let me. So a hull E it has a crew of five. Would you if I if I had that ship? Would you guys fly with me? Yeah. Duh. Totally. Okay. Okay. So I mean, uh, crewing on one doesn't seem like a well. No, I've got to iron my shoelaces tonight. No, it sounds fun. I yeah, mean, okay. there's going to okay. be a lot of <laughs> defending to do. So. Well, I think they even well, they even say in the document that um, the larger of the series is really meant to fly in safe space. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Um, so that's a that's a thing. But you know what? Um, I'm thinking A through C. All you need is one stag to protect all of those, and then you'll have to get well. Yeah, A through C stag. D and E ace. I'm covered. That's all you need. Well, we do have some very, very good pilots in the community. There's no question about that. Yeah. All right. Okay. What's crazy is how big the ships keep getting. Because, mm-hmm. like, when they when you first heard about, like, the Idris, you thought, oh, man, that's going to be, like, the biggest ship you can fly. Um, but now the E... Like when it's collapsed, it's about the size of the Idris that they have on this thing, which I think is actually the old Idris um, before they before it wasn't a Corvette anymore. Yeah, and I think the the new Idris is going to be twice the size. 
Um, That's just crazy. But yeah, the E is just massive. And, you know, now that I think about it, if you look at how large, like, the back half of the E is, there's got to be, like, a place to get in there so you can, like, yeah. repair stuff. Well, mm-hmm. and, mount, um, and to be able to get into the rear turret. Oh, there's a rear turret. Mm-hmm. There's got to be... There's that... If that's not like a hallway you can walk through, like it's the tube. Be. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. Or like some kind maybe you crawl through it. Although that would be really far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's no, like, it's got it's got like a um, a monorail inside. Oh yeah. Maybe like it's like a bed that goes on a rail. That'd yeah. be fun. Space brothel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More than meets the eye. <laughs> it's um. I, I wonder if they're gonna model it. This would be brilliant. If they model it after uh, Star Trek. If it's like a Jeffrey's tube. Oh, I forgot what what is a Jeffrey's tube. Uh, Jeffrey's tube is like, every time you saw Scotty in like a tube with like a screwdriver going, she's badly held it together, sir. Um, that was a Jeffrey's tube. Um, oh, okay, I, for, I forget okay. the the lore behind it, but they're called Jeffrey's uh, Jeffrey's tubes. So I wonder if they're going to make it like that, where it's really small, um, and you basically just I, I, there might not be any gravity in it. You've got to basically um, climb a ladder uh, horizontally through it to get to the other side. Yeah, that yeah, would be really cool. Oh my god! Oh my god! Deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> Don't melt everything and get the Hollapalooza package. I, my advice: get. A large one and a small one. Oh, man. God, man, you gotta gotta go all in, dude. Gotta, <laughs> you gotta. I, you know that... Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I'm, I've talked enough. <laughs> moving on. I no, not moving on. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we are not moving on, sir. <laughs> um, personally, I really want a whole C. Wow, really? Um, yeah, I think it's like the perfect balance of not being too big of too big of a target and uh being big enough to hold a lot of stuff a lot of stuff would you say it's porridge <laughs> it's totally porridge <laughs> nice um plus that that picture of it collapsed is just so cool it's it really i i dig the ship collapsed it looks really yeah. really cool yeah um I I don't I I just I can't spend the money so I might if I yeah I'm I'm just not I'm not gonna go for the C but I'm really thinking about picking up an A um, I think I think it'd be fun to have just at least something small that can haul stuff now um, the, at least just to start out the A uh, definitely hauls more than the um, than the Aurora. If I, oh, if yeah. I remember correctly, oh. yeah, yeah. Well, look at yeah. look at the the picture of the A. I mean, it's it's huge. I mean, relative to it's like the size of um, almost the size uh, in height anyway of a freelancer. And the the Aurora can uh, carry what is it like four or five um, containers? Um, I forget which, what the which freight is the, units. Is there a is there a vert a variant of the aurora that has more cargo capacity or is it just the big box that you have to add on right it's the big box the right. which goes on the ln i believe um although it may be the a ln ones. yeah yeah huh so i don't know how to find out what the big box size would be um didn't we look for that before and we couldn't find it 
Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so the see, the so Aurora, the default well the Aurora CL, the uh, mercantile ship carries mm-hmm. uh, thirty six. The cargo capacity is thirty six. Oh, okay. So we can divide that by four. All the others are sixteen. So thirty six divided by four is twelve. Right? No. No, it's not. No. Dang it. It's eight. Um, four. No, it's, it's nine. nine. I got it. <laughs> I just, I, I, I was going to answer, but then I was like, no, this is too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let him twist. <laughs> okay, so it's nine. Right. Um, assuming that's accurate. That, that, that number sounds kind of low to me. Um, but let's say it's nine. The uh, Hole is seventy-five. Seventy-five. So it's way more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm thinking about that one. Plus, I have forty dollars on credit, so it wouldn't be too bad. Oh, it's only ah, twenty bucks. Changing yeah. your changing your couch. Yeah. Turn in your aluminum cans. Yeah. Yeah. So I like I I I like this series. It's awesome. Yeah. Yep. I it was it was kind of surprising um a couple weeks ago when they said that they were just going to release the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um the whole series, five ships. Uh and like it was awesome being there on Friday night when it when it went live and uh we were all in mumble and we just talked about it for like 2 hours. Like we had this in the design document. We just like talked it over. And it was it was cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> but I don't have to. I I have until uh, when is when is the concept sale over? Is it over next weekend? Through through next weekend probably, huh? See, so all right. Well, let's speaking of cargo, let's talk about cargo. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, I've been sitting on that one. I tried to work it in somewhere else, but I got it. I, I did it. <laughs> I appreciated it. Thank you. <laughs> so, cargo interaction, guys. What do you think? I mean, I think the the first um, the first paragraph kind of sort of set the tone. They said, "Hey, cargo's not sexy, but hey, look at this. Cargo is sexy. Cargo is sexy." <laughs> Everything they do is is uh, very very interesting, very creative, very pushing the boundaries. And um, you know, I love that. Uh, one thing that I noticed immediately is they're starting to get a lot better with their design documents in that they're breaking them up more. They're not quite as dense; like they're kind of boiling them down a little bit, so where they're mm-hmm. a little bit of an easier read. And um, for people that haven't, I loved all the videos. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they were great. Oh. For people that haven't checked it out, obviously, you know, go check out the design doc. But, um, I mean, I think initially at the gate, there's, what, four different levels of cargo, right? There's uh, player to item, player to... Five. Okay, five. So it's player to item, player to massive item, player to container, player to pallet, and uh, player to cargo bay. Yep. Yep, yep. And um, the um, so the first thing that I thought when I saw the first picture was there's John's space pallet or forklift, except, <laughs> except you can you can carry it in your backpack. Right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. It's, no. But later, um, there's an image down here at the towards the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um. 
It's called the it's called Cargo Jack Screen, um, and it, it's a different apparatus that I assume is like some kind of uh, fork lift thing. Well, there's yeah. What what do they call it? It's the um, um, it's the anti grav uh, anti grav uh, sled, isn't it? Yeah, the anti grav sled, which um, allows you to stack. Um, some number of containers upon it and then you can move it around and you would have to think for something like one of the bigger hull ships you're going to have to be able to move huge chunks of um, of containers around simultaneously because otherwise it would you know it would take you years just to get the ship loaded right yeah well i think um so player to item is is basically um applies i think uh most obviously to grabby hands um, where you're just basically moving individual items. And then uh, player to massive item, they're talking about anything from a cargo drone to uh, a, a loader suite, which is really cool. Uh, cargo drones, that's interesting. Well, you know, or they, they think they mentioned like a ton of steel or, you know, right. or like like, like a, a wing, a replacement wing for a, a Hornet. You know, I mean, it's, it's the sort of thing that, um, you know, some of us can, can lift, but, uh, you know, your average player probably can't. So, right. Uh, um, it needs you need a little help, um, and then uh, player to container. That's where you're going to have things like um, cargo jacks uh, that allow you to uh, manipulate uh, everything directly using anti grav pulse uh, uh, pulsers. Which I think, if you look at the first image, the the yellow gun that the guy's holding, mm-hmm. maybe that's an anti grav pulser. I think that's the control unit. I think the pulsers are on a sled underneath. Underneath, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, uh, and then they talk about then in the player to container uh, description. That's where they talk about having two types of containers. Right. You have your crates and you have your tanks, and that the, the crates can hold loose items. Um, so you know all of your um, um, you know stuff from like ship parts and what have you, and then the uh, the tanks would uh, contain stuff um, that uh, like uh, gases uh, or scrap nitrogen now do you, you know, stuff like that now do you guys think maybe the tanks are larger and that that would be what you see on uh the uh, mining ship you would have to think because that's that's what you're going to be storing is right. um is is um ore which um according to this is stored in tanks um although we still don't know uh what relationship the uh the containers on the outside uh, of the uh, Orion that spin around, what relationship they have to the refining process. Those right, could be right, right. where stuff that's refined actually ends up. Right. Um, the the other thing is, um, I mean, yeah, you you probably put most of your ore in a tank, um, but what about the ore that is possibly c- combustible or uh, explodey. <laughs> you you put that in another guy's tank. That's that that's what oh, you, that's what you give the pilots yeah. when they when they stop. You it. offload that. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Here yeah. you go, guys. I'm gonna shoot this when you when you're grabbing <laughs> it. Yeah, you farm that yeah. out. And then um and then so uh so player pallets. So basically, with the larger ships like the hull C, D, and E, um they're saying that that's for moving multiple containers. Um mm-hmm. so so yes, yeah, so you've got player to container so a player can move the uh, a single container 
But then player to pallet seems like when you've got multiples of containers, because, yeah, and they, they mentioned, too, that, like, you know, if you're trying to manually load one container at a time on a hull E, that's going to be a nightmare. So mm-hmm. the player pallet, uh, player to pallet looks like it allows you to group all of the containers or all of the tanks and move them all at the same time so that you're able to do mass uh, loading all in one shot. I, how much, I don't know, but I mean, I would imagine at least a dozen plus so that you're able to, to exponentially load your ship faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and then uh, what the final final one is uh, player to cargo bay, um, which, uh, let's see, uh, what interacts with uh, the entire collection of the cargo. So mm-hmm. you're able to, I'm assuming, yeah, it's, it's through Moby Glass. So basically you'd pull up your Moby Glass and you'd be able to move your entire manifest from your ship to um, to your hangar, or I would imagine like those orbital stations that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine that you're able to manual or not manually, but um, virtually move that through your Moby glass, right? Using like cranes that are in the yeah 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 station yeah. Or yeah. I'd, I'd imagine that that they'll have some sort of um, in fiction mechanic that allows for that. Like you basically. Um, you know, release your manifest to the dock master, and then the dock master takes over from there and mm-hmm. moves everything. Or uh, I don't know how it would work in your personal hangar, but I would imagine that there's got to be some sort of similar mechanic that allows you to offload, um, you know, your cargo into your hangar. Yeah, but why would you want to be moving so much cargo from your ship into your personal hangar? Well, if you're playing the market. You know, if you want to hold on to certain um, certain uh, assets that are, let's say there's something, there's an ore that's flooding the market right now. If you keep that ore for two, three months and wait for it to become scarce, you can make a killing on it. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Or if you stole it. That too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they will have um, like warehouses that you can rent or something like that right. for that. Yeah, purpose. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. yeah. So grabby hands, grabby hands, grabby hands, grabby hands. Yes, I am impressed <laughs> yeah. by grabby hands. I'm totally impressed by grabby hands. Ugh, so cool. I mean, it's it's a, it's like an interaction engine, you know? and so intuitive too. I mean, it's it's F one to interact, and then tapping F one twice to um, to utilize the item. Um, and then from what I gather from the videos, it's also um, you know motion based. Of like with the coin toss, if you're looking up, it'll t- toss. A coin up. If you're looking down, it'll drop the coin. So mm-hmm. it just—it's it, the way they're designing the system is really intuitive. Um, I just—I love it, and the fact that you know you can grab individual items and really decorate your hangar or really decorate your ship and really kind of make that environment your home is really really cool. I just—they're doing such a good job with the design. Yeah, and it's like I don't think a game has really done it like this before no, i'm pretty not sure to this level. the way yeah i'm pretty sure the way it works is like organic yeah like it's yep. not a, a pre-defined animation it's just the cup is sitting here in this location so the hand has to move this way to pick it up right right right, right. well and how you interact with weapons too i mean it's not it's not you know, like we think of like where you press number one to pull up your shotgun, you know, right. It's like, you know, you pick it up and then you have to, you know, you know, when you, when you grab it off the top of a table, it isn't in firing posture. You have to right. move it around. Right. And, yeah. I mean, what, what really blew me away was just the idea of that you with the grabby hands, you can take a thing, you can stack it on top of another thing, you can pick up that stack of things, and you can put it into a box, 
then you seal the box up, you put it in your ship, you drive your ship to your buddy's house, you give him the box, he takes the box, he takes the top off the box, and then he just like grabs the thing off the top and goes and puts it on his table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's and, and this is all, you know, interacting with the actual thing and not driven through some menu system or um you know, uh, like, you know, you think like in Minecraft where you have a grid where you combine things and move things, location of stuff, what have you. But it's all just like we would do it in the real world, which on the surface is kind of like, oh, well, that's, you know, yeah, well, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is we've never been able to do that in a game before. Right, right, right. right. Um, yeah, it's. I think um, I think a, a number of systems that they're bringing into the game aren't necessarily new, but there's a level of polish and a level of detail um, and it's also, th- I believe, some a lot of it is things that you haven't seen in an MMO. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see a lot, a lot of different features in, um, you know, in single player games, um, but to have it in an MMO is is pretty impressive. Um, you know, and then also um, beyond grabby hands, uh, you know, going back to to cargo, I love the idea of the um, of the lock plates mm-hmm. um, on your uh, on your ship. So basically, you bring cargo in and you lock them down um, to the base of, of the ship. And as long as they're powered, they're fine and they're secure. But I mean, can you imagine you, you've got some cargo in your ship and you take some damage and the, uh, the grav locks break and you've got cargo shrapnel all over the ship. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I think that that's such a cool way to do it, you know, and it's such a cool in fiction way to do it, too, where it's just like, you know, they're not you're not just going to assume that your cargo is going to stay still. Um, it has you have to lock it down to these to these plates um, for it to be secure. And it, they're saying that, like, um, the plates are when they're lit gold, everything is working fine. When they change to red, there's something wrong. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, very intuitive and just really cool, man. Really, really cool. Again, they may, they so far they've made mining sexy, and they've made cargo sexy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't that? I mean, you speak truth, mm-hmm. my friend. And then if- I'm curious how they're going to moderate this system, though, um, because there's bound to be people that just pick up like a thousand different little items and throw them in right. the back of their ship. And surely you're not going to be able to take off, and those things are just bouncing around everywhere because like. I mean, I don't, I don't care what they do. The game cannot like calculate all that. No, no, absolutely. That's that's yeah. Somebody that's like a hoarder. I, wa- yeah. I wonder. If, <laughs> I wonder if we'll have a Star Citizen hoarder series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and then they talk about later on in, in the document, or um, sort of similar. They talk about the the, the stasis system and uh, being able to essentially lock stuff in place. I mean, not just the plates, but also uh, like sections of your your cargo area, right? I'd like to sleep in one of those. Hey, I'm telling you, dude. You know, come come uh, come to old Gleepster's uh, whole uh, whole camp out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But imagine sleeping like in a bed that mm-hmm. you like you don't have to actually lay on anything. Like it'd be perfectly comfortable, just levitating. Yeah, it's like um, you could have uh, what do they call those sensory deprivation chambers? Yeah, you, know? you could like pipe in some Enya or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, and then finally, of course, um, I I love the the possibilities that open up in my mind for um, ship cargo manifest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you've got 
the the manifest, which is virtual, which I'm assuming you pull up on your Mobi Glass, um, and then you've got on the container, you've actually got a, a physical manifest. Uh, well, it's a digital, but a, a manifest that you can look at on the container. And what immediately comes to my mind is how do you spoof those signatures? Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. wait to be able to do that so that when you know you've got just say for the sake of argument um, you've got some illegal narcotics which we, we all know is, is already in fiction um, how do you spoof that to look like weapons or spoof it to look like uh, foodstuffs um, those are the things that I'm really interested in finding out about and I can't wait uh, for them to um, talk about those types how do you manipulate the system because they've, they've alluded to it so you know you can do it so it'll be great to see um, how you can do that when they get to that point. You yeah. need to put the narcotics in the weapons. Right, or in, like, stuffed teddy bears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these screens look really nice. Yeah. Like, I love the way these look. It's way better than uh, the hollow table is right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I had a, I had a friend of mine that was um, I was talking to recently, and he was just like, I really... I really hate the user interface. It's just uh, it's just not good. And I'm like, yeah, it's the very first iteration. They've done nothing with it because they've been working on Moby Glass. Yeah. So we're pl- we're basically the Hollow Table is basically the very first thing that went live in the game. It's like version 1.0, and they haven't iterated on it because they've been working on Moby Glass. So I think that the change we're going to see when Moby Glass goes live is going to be so dramatic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. And I mean, I think that, you know, that that they made it sexy sort of says it all. Yeah, you no, know? totally. I mean, it's just, yeah. Well, um, let's say we talk about a couple other things that have come out over, over the, the course of the last week. And then we'll uh, wrap this segment up and uh, we're gonna get do, on we're, to... Um, we're going to do a four-hour show at this rate. No, I, no we're not, not going to do that. <laughs> too we're much stuff. Too much stuff. It is. It is. So um, uh, we did get a 10 for the producers. And we talked last week about, you know, folks submitting their, um, if they had a um, question that they would like for us to discuss, uh, that they send it to us at um, our comms at firstcast.org email. And uh, we, the, the, the floodgates opened and we got none <laughs> so <laughs> i think i think it's just it's new people you have to give people time to get used to these things change yeah, they hard. started typing it out and they're like oh kind of nervous and then uh, they didn't yeah. send it but you yeah. guys need to send them okay yeah, yeah. Well, well we need you to get get angry john because when you get angry things happen freaking <laughs> send those already damn it God, we're gonna get a million now. What's uh, well, I think you know what it is is like. There's so we have such good interaction on uh, on the Versecast uh, site, and we want to see that. We we want to hear from you guys. We want you guys to to not just talk on on the forums, but also send us your questions, send us the things that you want us to talk about, um, so that we can bring you into the show. Even the news segment, you know, we want to hear what you guys have to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I went ahead and picked one out, and Jimmy, I think you picked one out too that we can discuss real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, Radiant Flux asked about uh, retractable wings um, on sh- on ships that have retractable wings. Mm, mm. Deep, mm. yeah. And uh, so, like the Vanguard. Oh God, I can't melt my Vanguard. I can't see. That. You see what's happening? Do you see? I can't do that. Okay. Um. Uh. So he said. 
is there going to be a function for those? Are they, are they going to are they going to retract? And when they retract, uh, what effect does it have? And what uh, it was uh, Travis and Darian um, this this week. And what uh, Darian said is, yeah, he says that um, the wings will retract, and when the wings are in, that that's going to uh, allow you to fly faster. Um, uh, you'll have a little bit less control, but you'll go faster. And when the wings are out, uh, you are going to be more responsive. And I think the um, example he gave was being able to roll, that the ship would roll faster because you would have thrusters further away from the center line of your fuselage, um, but that you would also be generating a bigger cross-section signal. So you gotta you got to take that into consideration. So anyway... Um, I thought that that was kind of interesting. Um, did you ha- uh, have one, Jimmy? Well, I thought, um, what was it, uh, Gerald Evan uh, had asked uh, if uh, they're going to be able to get uh, facial capturing rigs uh, at cons mm. so, that they could, so we could put ourselves in the game. And uh, was it Darian was just like, yeah, no. <laughs> Which I just, I, I just um, the reason that I mentioned that one is because it really is a cool idea. I mean, it's, gr- it's great to, you know, if that you're at a con. And what, I mean, what a great way to bring people in. Um, you know, to do uh, facial uh, capture, but the, the at the end of the day, I think the character creation is going to be so robust that you spend a couple of hours playing with it, you're going to be able to have you in game. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, you think about it. You know, folks, backers are probably looking at it like, hey, it would just be sort of a, a high tech photo booth, and I would just walk in and it would go, and then you know, bing, there I am in the game. Yeah, try traveling with that. Yeah, and what they said is, uh, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. unless unless you want to go to Squad uh, Foundry Forty Two in London and go to the Motion Capture Studio, which I have a feeling you'd have to buy an awful lot of ships to be able to have that uh, have that option afforded to you. Yeah, I think so. Well, so that ain't gonna happen. This isn't hmm? the same thing, but remember, they're going to be doing the uh, webcam tracking so that your face in game reflects your face in the real world. Ooh, I had forgotten about that, that. That is insanity. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, folks, uh, I think what did we get this? I think we got ten for the artists this week. It came out today. Yes. So um, if you um, will watch them, we'll pick one. If you see one that you would like for us to discuss, uh, shoot us an email to comms at versecast.org, and we will discuss it on the show next week. Um, around the verse, we got uh, episode forty-one, and uh, Santa Monica was interesting. They had a very brief update. They just uh, basically introduced another new guy. Um, it's like the production, the um, the revolving door on the production uh, group is uh, is just spinning fast. Well, it, it seems like everyone that they're bringing in lately, um, I believe uh, Lisa, same thing. Is that they're bringing people in to try and speed up the process, to try and streamline the process. Mm-hmm. Um, to try and and be able to get the content out faster, I, I would guess that um, you know they've got their systems in place. Uh, they're they're moving forward at a, at a faster rate, so they need to bring more people in to make sure that that process stays on time. Yeah, yeah, and I and we to be fair, we don't know that they've eliminated positions. Yeah, um, it could be they, they're just adding more, but um, it just seemed like that's sort of a recurring theme is like, hey, and here's a new person yeah, you've never met yeah. before. Well, they're... Um, and they just opened that that whole new studio in Germany. Right, right. Yeah. Well, they're... I mean, it's like any other studio. You know, they're ramping up and I think that what we'll see is, you know, there will, there will come a peak in hiring and then the game will go live and then people will start leaving and they'll start paring down. 
Um, yeah, right. that's that's any any MMO that or any game in general that gets released that that's always kind of the um, the arc. And right now it's a big ramp up. They're trying to get all their content tight. They're trying to get it all out. And so yeah, I mean you're going to see more and more uh, hires in in the next you know few months to year as the game gets ready for uh, you know its final release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we got a report from Ilphonic, and basically they just said, "Hi, we're Ilphonic. We're working on Sadaball because it's really important." <laughs> They're like, "We know you guys hate, are tired of hearing about us talk about it, but yeah." And I guess, um, and you know, what's interesting is that, um, and I, I forget where. Oh, it was probably reported in Reverse the Verse that they talked about that Sadaball has actually re- replaced the um, uh, team elimination mode in. Um, uh, the FPS module, nice. Star Star Marine. So um, I don't, huh. I don't know, John, John. How do you feel about that? Um, well, I don't understand why they would just take it completely out because that one seemed kind of cool, especially the fact that you could win just by trying to get to the other person's base. I thought that was kind of interesting. Maybe because that's what the guys played at at uh, that where what Fabled and um, Hardpoint played at the at um, at PAX East, right? Did they play that, or did they play uh, Gold Horizon? I thought they had played the uh, Zero G, but yeah, yeah I, they did. Yeah, you they, might be right. They did play Zero G. Um, do you think, though? Do you guys think, though, that maybe this is a more um, detailed version of what those guys played? That maybe they retired that build because Sadaball not only filled those um, filled those same requirements or, or had the same basic gameplay but also expanded into something that you would consider like a sport. Like maybe they had like an aha moment where they were like, oh, wow, we can actually create a sport as opposed to just a game mechanic. Maybe. I I mean, it's probably something that showcases zero G better um, because that's really all that map is for. Right, 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 right. I thought that it, the the way that they were describing it, it was just like we needed to create a game mode that would attract people to play it that tests everything we need to have tested. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that too. It, it it is their sandbox for zero G, um, so I guess that they're you know they're just iterating on it to the point where they're turning it into a game so that um, again so it's fun to play while you learn zero G. Yeah. Do you think the battle sphere will only be that mode? I think that that's that's it. Well, okay. probably at launch. I would imagine, though, they'll have some other, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. other modes over time. Yeah. But Gold Horizon, they that's talked be about the, different modes for that. Yeah, that, that's. I think that at launch, that's going to just have the 8v8 uh, team, I guess, what, team deathmatch? Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you think Gold Horizon is going to be completely open, or do you think they're going to sh- close off certain areas for different modes? Hmm, no idea. Good question. when they showed it off, it was huge. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, it's maybe um, maybe to start they'll have a, um, a downsized area so that they can control it better. Yeah, and maybe open it up as uh, they re- they release for uh, future iterations. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but Austin, Austin uh, uh, got me all excited about the grabby hands. Yeah, we get to um, clean up our model boxes. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited about that. Oh god, I can hardly wait. Now do you now here's uh, the question. Do you save the boxes because you want to have the box for when you sell it on eBay? Uh, whatever whatever, on whatever Star Citizen has for eBay? Then you can say ship model in box. 
<laughs> I do. I do, and I stack them on top of each other, and then I climb on top of the stack, and I say, look at me, Mom, I'm a pie. Ah! Question is going to be, where do you store the stuff uh, that you don't want to keep in your hangar? Because they had said that like you'll be able to... Um, like you won't, you won't have to have everything in your hangar. You'll be able to uh, have items. Uh, you'll be able to take items out of your hangar. But where do they go? You need a junk drawer. Yeah, you do. Totally. Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to get a junk drawer, or a junk room, maybe. There you go. Or, or a junk asteroid. Uh, again, I just want. I, I, I see a uh, Star Citizen hoarders uh, show. <laughs> I'm thinking it makes too much sense to mm-hmm. me. Totally. Yeah, and then. Uh, Storage wars. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Storage wars, nice. <laughs> All right. So then uh, Foundry 42 over there in the UK, they uh, that was a sort of a, a brief, interesting conversation they had about the Foley work that they're doing uh, to make the sounds that we will hear and associate with armor and guns, which are going to be in Star Marine. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they had a little uh, little animation of the heavy uh, heavy marine armor, too. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. I love Foley. Like, it's really cool watching them make the sound effects. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an amazing art form. It really is. Yeah, there's yeah. a YouTube video um, of how they did the lightsaber sound effects for the original Star Wars. And uh, it's just a guy with, like, a microphone against a speaker and he like moves the microphone as they're moving the lightsaber on uh, on screen, and the feedback just creates that sound. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like it's amazing that people hear something so totally different in their head than what other people hear when yeah. they hear stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hear stuff. All right, uh, we got some 30-second videos, and it's like, hello, Mr. Vendus, where are you? I mean, the the videos, the stuff we've seen that you have worked on is, like, it should be there, so. Totally. Just saying, just saying, just saying. So they, go ahead, I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, I was going to say, I I think you had, um, we, before the show, we discussed real briefly um, uh, some stuff that I totally um, um, overlooked, and so you were going to bring up. Yeah, I'll try and get through this quick because we're already in an hour. But um, for uh, this was a segment I guess they had had in the past that I'd never seen before, but uh, Alexis's subscriber flair. And uh, if you are a subscriber, you can look forward to things like a Xeon, a Xeon plant coming down the road. Um, and also, if you're not a subscriber, all of the items that we're talking about are items that you will be able to get in-game when the game goes live. Um, mm-hmm. But they had also talked about for the uh, bar that the bar is going to interact with your Moby Glass, so you'll be able to get a full background on each bottle of liquor through your Moby Glass when you uh, click on that item, which I thought was really cool. Um, one thing that I thought was a little, uh, really? Was they were interviewing some of the uh, some of the folks. Um, they were interviewing a couple of folks, and I'm sorry, I didn't take their names down. Um, and one of the questions that was asked was about performance. Uh, someone had asked, if you have a whole bunch of items in your in your hangar, isn't that going to affect performance? And the response was that there's no limit to the amount of items you can have in your hangar. Uh, there'll be no sacrifice in performance. I find that a little odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, well, John, you'd, had, you'd kind of mentioned that earlier on, too, and I think that you guys probably both agree with me. I don't understand how you can have a hoarder's hanger and not have some sort of um, performance issue. Yeah. It's just got to be the way that it, um, 
the way that it maps that stuff. Yeah, I guess. It's going to be interesting to see. But um, Well, it probably just uses magic. Yeah, it totally totally <laughs> uses magic. Maybe Notch is working for uh, <laughs> It could be. Uh, next, oh, man. Next month, we're going to be getting a meteorite that we were able to put into a, uh, eventually a space. They're going to be giving us some space oddities, which... I have some odd collectible things um, in my personal collection of weird and unusual stuff, and I'm very excited that we're going to have an hopefully have an oddities cabinet for weird and strange things that we find throughout the galaxy. That's very cool. Yeah, I mean, well, because we already have the. Um, I know I have one. I think you probably do too, Jimmy. The um, the mystery locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and they talked a little bit about that too. That they said that. Uh, I think one of the the folks that they were talking to, um, uh, at they, uh, Alexis asked, "What is your favorite piece of flair?" And he said that it was the mystery locker because we haven't uh, yet. No one has yet found all of the the secret stuff in it. Which yeah, I thought was interesting. I went. I went after I saw that. I went back to mine, and I didn't find anything different. So I'm going to keep looking. No. Gleep. Do this. How, oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. Do the space oddities include a statue of David Bowie? Oh, I can only <laughs> hope so. Can only hope so. <laughs> it, it better. We better have at least one spider from Mars. At least, or a diamond dog or two. So, Gleep. Yes. Tell me about your fish tank. What about it? Is it in your hangar now? Well, it it, it is, but I had to go out and buy one. <laughs> Um, which um, I, you know, I had bought the fish. I thought, and I already had a tank. I, I, you know, I thought the the water would come free. You know, like when you go to <laughs> when you go to the fair, you know, and, and like you win a goldfish, they put it like in a plastic bag. Mm-hmm. And you get some water in there. No, I guess in space, that's not the way the county fair works. Well, it's funny. I think you made a, a, a fairly common mistake um, where a lot of people, everybody in their hangar has what looks like a, a cabinet, which actually might be the cabinet for the oddities now that I think about it. Mm. But that cabinet looks a lot like a fish tank. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, like, like you had done, they assume that when they get the fish that that's, they go into that cabinet. But in actuality, there is a fish tank that you have to buy um, to put that goes into your hangar, and then you can add fish to it beyond, I think, one or two stock fish that come with the tank. So yeah. how's, your, how's your tank working for you? Do you like it? Do you stare at it for hours on end? You know, I don't, um, because I don't have a whole lot of fish in it, but there are some. So okay. I'm, I'm counting that as a win for right now. Nice. Uh, I'll, I'll be sending Alexis a complaint letter further on down the road. You know. <laughs> And then um, Mark and Matt in L.A. Um, had talked a little bit about scaling physical damage, which I thought was really cool. Basically, they had said that your a 9 millimeter pistol, for example, isn't even going to dent a hornet anymore. Like when you land on a pad now, if you shoot it enough times, you can actually blow it up with your pistol. Um, but that's not going to be the case, and that, that damage is going to scale, which I'm excited to see. So basically, your ship is going to know that it got hit by a Hornet. It's going to know that it got hit by a particular type of weapon. Um, mm-hmm. Kinetic and energy weapons are going to have uh, different stats, and they're going to affect the ship differently. And they've talked about that, but just to hear them kind of reiterate that and to talk a little bit more about specifics um, and how they scale up and how they relate to the damage that you're going to take, I thought was really cool. 
Hmm. Well, I think they already nerfed the pistol in game. Yeah, you're right. You're right because yeah, you... it used to be ridiculous. Like two shots would destroy anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, in in the next show, I have to apologize to Ace for shooting him in the face. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Yeah, you did. I, it was it was so sad the way he said. He goes, "You shot me." <laughs> I was it's just. I was not a nice person about it. We'll we'll talk about it later. It was betrayal. It was, it was just yeah, like, yeah. I just ugh. it was one of those things where I was like, I've never done that before. Hmm. Oh, look, here comes Ace. <laughs> you figured out why it is that people don't do that to uh, other people. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's let's blow through reverse the verse really quickly here. Um, uh, we did get a, the, the follow up to uh, around the verse, and uh, in this episode, that was I guess it was a crowded episode. They had pretty much everyone and the guy that was delivering pizza there. And uh, Disco Lando said, "Please stop sending candy. Send us new desk, uh, new chairs instead." Um, apparently, <laughs> nice. apparently the furniture is wearing out. Uh, we're going to get some 2D radar coming up soon, which um, uh, I that I'd be interested to look at it just because sometimes the 3D radar is confusing to eye. Mm-hmm. But you know, maybe that's just me. Um, Org 2.0 is backburnered still. Um, I guess the folks up at Turbulent have other stuff more pressing, so that's that's kind of a bummer because. Uh, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that we, we've talked about doing with our group is sort of going to be dependent upon how it is that they uh, make that part of the uh, of CIG work. So, well, it's, it's, it's coming, but it's just not coming today. Right. Uh, Disco Lando has met Billy D. Williams. So, oh, I saw that. Yeah. Seems like a yeah. thing. Seems like a thing he had to do. Uh, yeah, you know, and uh, like space and time didn't collapse. So mm-hmm. um, I was I was looking for anybody from CIG when I was at uh, Celebration. I didn't find anyone. Uh, bummer. Yeah, you didn't see Ben or nobody. No, I didn't see anyone, and I was looking. Oh. How oh. crowded was it? It was oh, it was insane. It was mobbed. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was total chaos. Um, the Hotos contract hasn't been signed. So um, and it hasn't been signed with Logitech. But we knew that already. Mm-hmm. Um, the so it's kind of sad because we're you know we've uh, more than one of us has said hey let's see what they do before committing to uh, another Hotas um, if that's something we're going to do. The Herald is in gray box. Yay, Jimmy! Yay! Yay! Um, and for now, base packages will all include a ship. There's not going to be an FPS only package, but that's just for now. So that could change in the um, in the future. And as we discussed uh, earlier, uh, Sadaball has replaced Team Elimination in the Astro Arena. Wait and a so second. It... Wait, what does that mean? Base packages will all include a ship. Yeah, you won't be able to just buy like a first person shooter package without a ship. Basically, your entry entry into the game will have a, you'll have to have a ship. Okay. So you have you have to own an Aurora, yeah, you know, so when, or a starter ship. When the yeah. game goes live, so like you buy the $40 package and that will come with an Aurora. There won't be like a $20 oh, okay. non-ship package. So even at launch you'll, you'll have, have to ship. have a ship to start with. Yeah. No, this is at launch of the of Star Marine. Oh. Not not necessarily at launch of the game, but launch of Star oh, Marine. Well, thank so you for clarifying. For some people had suggested, hey, you know, I want to play Star Marine. I'm not interested in, you know, doing any of this spaceship stuff. Um, but, I don't, you know, so don't make me buy a ship. And they said, we're going to make you buy a ship. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Um, then uh, I think we, we mentioned uh, the FPS modes at launch are, at launch of Star Marine are going to be the Gold Horizon 8v8 and the Sadaball 16v16. And um, it's only two episodes in, but the wonderful world of Star Citizen is taking a break. Disco Lando's sure. very... I would imagine that like once he came on board officially, it was like, here, do this, here, do this, here, do this, here, do this. And he was just I like, think ah! So. Okay. Well, let's finish it up by talking about hats. I got mine. I got the Velcro one before it sold out. Yes! <laughs> John, John, were you tempted by a hat? I was tempted, but, you know, I don't really wear baseball caps but yeah. uh you know i was gonna buy one probably the first one i've ever actually bought for star citizen but i decided to wait for some other piece of merchandise well, yeah me too well it's funny i don't um i don't usually wear ball caps either but now that i've been going to the gym um i, I need to wear a hat and i've been wearing uh, my wife got a um from the marvel experience she got a, a marvel hat and i've been wearing that and so as soon as I saw that the hats for Star Citizen went up for sale, I'm like, oh, I'm so going to represent Star Citizen at the gym. That's Wait, why cool. do you need to wear a hat? Because my hair gets all flappy and flippity and it's all crazy and wild oh. and like, look a, like a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> He's the, who's the crazy guy over on the bench press? Right, why, is, why is his hair all over the place like that? <laughs> yeah. Why is it getting all over like stuff? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, gym etiquette. Got to have proper mm-hmm. gym etiquette. All right, so, um, and to round it out, um, what's coming up? Uh, We are getting Stability Patch 1.1.2, and it is, as of just a few hours ago, in the PTU. Nice. So so we will download that and give it a... Give it a much anticipated try because I know we've uh, things have been buggy. It's been buggy, um, and then uh, following that, of course, we're going to we're expecting Star Marine in one point two. Um, I don't. I, I've stopped making guesses. I don't know if anyone else wants to. Yeah, make one. no. Yeah, and then of course we'll get the social module in one point three. So that is all we have for the CIG portion of the show this week um, we, you guys got anything else uh, before we wrap this up and uh, move on to part two um I mean we could talk about the Vegas system but oh uh, god we're, we're already past an hour yeah yeah let's um let's just go ahead and support engine okay <laughs> yes let's <laughs> okay. They power our website, so please do go to engine.com for all your site hosting needs. Support Ronald Jenkins. Please check him out at www.ronaldjenkins.com. Um, I am Gleep. You can tweet me at HouseGleep, and that's um, Gleep with E's instead of threes. And you can also email me at Gleep with threes instead of E's at versecast.org. I am uh, Jimmy Croker. Uh, on Twitter, so it's J-I-M-I-C-R-O-K-E-R. Uh, but everywhere else in the verse, I you can find me as Jackson, J-A-X-S-U-N. Uh, that's over at RSI. That's my handle. Uh, my name in-game is Ajax Wilhelm. Uh, and uh, over at the Versecast site, you can also find me as Jackson. You can find me everywhere as the only Jonto. Like Tonto, right? That's... It's just like Tonto. <laughs> My space kimosabi. <laughs> you can find the show at comms at versecast.org where we would love to hear your suggestions for 10 for the artists. Right? Yes. Please. 10 for the artists. Yes. 10 for the artists. You guys tell us what you want to hear more about. 
Is that how this works? <laughs> yeah. Pick a topic you want us to pontificate on. Yes. yes. Pontification comms at versecast.org. Um, we have a Steam group now. Uh, you can find that at, I think it's Steam Community at, I'm looking for it right now. It's uh, steamcommunity.com slash groups slash versecast. Um, we already have 64 members in there. Um, so if you want to uh, see what uh, other guys with ships are playing and uh, find us on Steam, because, you know, we play a lot of Steam games like Arma, Reign of Kings, um, IL-2, Sturmovic, Payday. Um, so, yeah, you can you can find us there. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Versecast. Uh, mm-hmm. Where we appreciate your follows and your tweets, um, you can DM us. We follow hashtag. back hashtag TGWS um, so that we can find all your cool Star Citizen tweets and stuff. Uh, join our organization. We're at robertspaceindustries.com/org/versecast. We are those guys with ships, uh, and we would love to have you. And I probably say this every week, but. Um, I think some people forget that you can join multiple orgs. Um, so you have a, a primary org, and then you have nine other affiliate orgs. Um, we don't need to be your primary. It's cool if we are, but uh, we're happy to be an affiliate. Um, head over to uh, versecast.org, where we have forums, tons of chatter going on in, in there all the time. Uh, you can find the podcast there. I'm working on uh, um, adding some new stuff, specifically at least to get an about page up so that if you have friends and you want them to go to a place that just tells them like what we're all about and what we do, um, that should be the perfect place for that. Mm-hmm. Um, please review us on iTunes. Just search for Versecast. Um, I realize most of our listeners are PC people, actually probably every single one. Um, but if you have a Mac or an iPhone um, or if you want to download the iTunes client on your PC, we would really appreciate you um, giving us review. It actually helps us out a lot, and that would be awesome. And I think that's about it. All right, and just a reminder, if you were listening for something and didn't hear it on the show today, um, you will likely hear it on the show Thursday um, because we have split this up into two segments. So... uh, Despair not. Uh, There is more coming in just a few short days. And until then, we are Those Guys With Ships, and this has been The Versecast. See you guys. See you in the verse. See you.